0: When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Are you? Yes, I am. Oh my God! Look, can you see me? I'm trying to focus. I'm trying to focus in. Focus, focus. Look really far away. Focus. Focus. Have you ever looked through the wrong end of a binocular? Yes, I have. That's what a lot of Christians are doing right now. They think the end times are really super far away. Whoa! But all you have to do is turn around your perspective, and you'll see how close it really is. Snap right now turn it around turn around your perspective GJ. What's was hey I, I literally got nothing on that i got <laughs> no because you know you want to you know you want to big league me <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right everybody we had a bet before the show some of our common sayings between us we're like hey Let's use those in a show naturally. So I'm I'm winning. I'm winning by the way. So I'm big league in you. Three to one now.
0: Oh my goodness. What am I supposed to do with that? Am I supposed to march to a billion?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And by the way, that is a beautiful hat. It goes with the the look and feel, the the show, the sight. My beard. Your beard. And by the way. There's somebody in Dallas running around right now with a hat just like that. You left it in Dallas? Hey. I Thinking I left it at the event. Wow. Somebody's like, shoot, this is a great looking hat. Yeah. So somebody's like got it M2B. They have no idea, but they're marching to a billion. Marching to a billion. <laughs> hey, the more hats out there, the better. We got to do this. So I could not find it It made it to Dallas. It just didn't come back from Dallas. Well, there you have it, man.
0: What a crazy weekend. I went up to South Lake Tahoe. We had
1: a work retreat. Was that the second thing they wrote? It's the second thing. (laughs) Okay. We're playing it. We're playing
0: peeps. We're playing. Yeah, we can't we actually can't post that one, I don't think, on the show. Anyway, there's there's also another thing we can't talk about on the show that I was gonna talk about on the show. That's about to come up on November eighth. Uh, no, that wasn't one of them, but it has to do with that. It has to do with a social media giant and the one who <laughs> that runs we're it. actually on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is why if I mention it, they will shut us down. So I figured, I figured, you know what, we, uh, 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 no, we're not going to do it <laughs> for, our, for our podcast listeners that are out there. You can't see what we're doing, but we're actually like saying no with our hands. No, cut it. Cut it. Yeah. That was, that was good. That was good. That's going to be another one of our sayings. Hey, by the way, if we don't show up next week. Whoa. End times. Chat. Then you know we did something wrong, <laughs> or we did something right that was seen
1: as something wrong. There. You by go. the way, by the way, our site went down over the last week, ten days. So, so I, I get a hold of Dan and I go, "Bro, our site's down." He goes, "All right, I'm going to forward it to YouTube." All right. Well, then we had it for YouTube. Then, then I'm like, you know what? It's time for us to have our own site on our own platform. And boom, there it is, bro. Man, it's beautiful.
0: The signposts are everywhere. This, people, is the trailer that we play for you every single week, but it has a voiceover on it. You might want to check that out. An
1: award-winning an award-winning
0: voiceover. Well, I mean, it could have been better. I've seen and heard better. What's <laughs> called, update it with a new mic. Or there's a guy that I know that actually does voiceovers and he could probably record it for us. But, you know, I don't. I know it is. He's a great guy. This is he's an incredible guy. His name is Ronaldo Sellers. We love Ronaldo, especially after he does a voiceover. Yes. So we'll have to see if we can get him there. But hey, you can actually find out more about what salvation means when you go. And I love that you put that on there. By the way, all this work you're seeing here the design and everything is done from by our, our,
1: from our huge team. A huge from
0: huge, this, huge, huge team, huge. this huge team. This huge team that has a big head right now because they did such a great job. And he deserves the praise, our very Whoa. own
1: GJ Reynolds. Whoa. I felt like I got big league there. Oh, right now. <laughs> Oh, anyway. people only knew how crazy we are together.
0: Uh,
1: well, you can listen to us on
0: Liftable, YouTube, Facebook, Telegram. We are on, we actually are on Rumble, but we need to work on getting that all up. SoundCloud, Google Podcasts is a recent addition. Thanks to your good, your good friend, G.J. Reynolds, Spotify, and iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Go check us out on any one of those platforms while, while down, supplies last. Yeah, I I said tug. Yeah, I said tug. It's right there. there. (laughs) So, are you ready? Are you ready to get this show started? I am, and I know that you are too. So, G.J., first of all, tell us, how was your weekend? Oh, I have to tell you, I didn't finish talking about my weekend, but go ahead. Tell me about yours.
1: No, we want to hear about yours. My week was doing what you just showed. Right now? (laughs) Yes. And by the way, that you sound really,
0: really good when you do that. I need to get that microphone a little higher up to my mouth. Maybe that's what yeah, it is. You need to like put it right next to you, bro. Okay. Uh, well, I'll figure that out for next time. But my weekend, oh, this is what I was going to tell you. So I was up in South Lake Tahoe. Oh, oh I, was in,
1: I was in South Tahoe.
0: I mean, that's not how people talk up there, but okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was in, I was in South Tahoe and you weren't.
0: Uh, no, you weren't. You should, <laughs> but you weren't. <laughs> you haven't even showed up in California yet. Yet. Whoa. I need you to get here right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so we just lost the one. <laughs> we just lost the one viewer we had. Watch this on Facebook. Because we said right now, too many times. Anyway, so I'm sitting there watching. I was doing some studying because I took advantage of some quiet time up there. to study all day Saturday. And as I'm sitting there watching outside the window, I see these clouds roll in over the mountains, covered the mountain. I mean, this is all within 15 minutes. And then I see the rain kind of the start. And then I saw this driving rain. And then all of a sudden, I see hail. And then all of a sudden, it's snowing. It went wow. from sunny skies to snowing in less than 15 minutes. And uh, it, it, was, it was it was incredible. It covered the ground, du- a dusting of snow. And I'm like, wow, this is pretty awesome. But it, with how fast it happened was pretty crazy. And what do you think I saw in the sky the day before? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I saw some things in the sky. CT. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, we won't talk about that. Anyway, so it rhymes with REM tales. So if you want to go... <laughs> If you want to go and watch us on any one of these, (laughs) go to endtimes.chat if we don't show up on Facebook next week. That's where you'll find us. We will always be on endtimes.chat. Always. Always be there. Nobody can knock us off of that. Well, do you have anything before we get started, GJ? We got some earth news to talk about. It's pretty crazy. Let's go,
1: bro. Let's go. Right now. Right
0: now. Okay. I saw this one. I could not pass it up. I could not pass it up. This is from our good friends over at Israel 365 News. And when I say good friends over there, I mean, I don't know anybody over there at all. They're just good friends. So what does the Bible tradition tell us about the solar eclipse over Israel? Guess what happened today? Today, it already happened in Israel because they're like seven or eight hours, eight or nine, 10 hours ahead of us. They had, you didn't know. I didn't knew. I didn't didn't knew. They had a solar eclipse. As a matter of fact, Whoa. the light of the sun, the moon, and the earth was in such a way that even last night, the moon was completely blacked out. Could not see it at all, where I live here in California. So it was completely blacked out and could not see it. And uh, Israel gets this partial eclipse. So about 47% of the sun was black and darkened. And I just wanted to point people to this because there are some very biblical things that are talked about regarding the sun, the moon, and the stars, right? That's one of the things that Jesus said you got to watch out for. There's some signs up there. It says, in that day, this is Amos 8, 9, in that day declares my God, I will make the sun set at noon. I will darken the earth on a sunny day. So when you think, when you think about solar eclipses, and this is why we talk about the solar eclipse, the lunar eclipse, because first of all, Jesus said to watch out for those things. But I love what it said here. Down here at the bottom, I was, I was trying to find, let me try to find it. It says, okay, Jeremiah 10, verse 2. This is right out of the scripture. Thus said Hashem, which is uh, thus say the Lord, do not learn to go the way of the nations and do not be dismayed by portents in the sky. Let the nations be dismayed by them. Because it is pointing us to the end times. There's a source in what's called the Talmud, which is uh, part of Israel scriptures and then all their explanations afterwards that says, if the lunar eclipse takes place in the east side of the heavens, then it is a bad omen for the nations in the east. And similarly, if it occurs in the western hemisphere of the sky, it's a bad sign for all the nations in the west. So that's just part of history. A solar eclipse can occur, as you know, because the sun and the moon appear to be in the same diameter as seen from the earth. And sometimes the sun feels like it's much further away, but really the sun is 400 times Bigger than the moon. Can you imagine that? 400 times bigger. But it is also further away from us. Anyway, there's a lot we can say about this. A lot of people just call it mysticism. But Jesus said, watch out for the sun, the moon, and the stars, because they are a sign of the end times. I just realized I didn't have it up there. That's what I was trying to show.
1: <laughs> yeah, the whole time we're like, we're, like we're, we're flying blind. We're flying blind, man. We're flying blind. I got to put that in a prayer. Our podcast
0: listeners were like, hey, it didn't matter. That's right. But our viewers were like, uh, excuse Dan, 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 get it up there. Okay, well, here it is. Isn't that a pretty, pretty cool looking picture? Yes. You did a great job while you're up there on the mountain. <laughs> I wish you could have seen it when I was talking about it. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot in the Bible about solar eclipses and lunar eclipses and the significance that they hold. And really what it comes down to and what Jeremiah 10 verse 2 is saying is, is that it's not going to be Israel or believers for that matter that, are, that should be trembling at what's happening. These are signs of the end time, signs that are coming in the sun, moon, and the stars. And when they do, it should be the nations that tremble over that because it's closer to the judgment that God's going to bring on this earth. So that's that. That's pretty wild, right?
1: Yes. And that was a really good explanation by the way i loved your enunciation of all those words so i struggle with everyday words you got the whole hebrew language down bro uh i mean because you were the smartest man oh. <laughs>
0: that's another one we got to write these down because i should have put that in a prayer too <laughs> right now right now <laughs>
1: Whoa, 1,400 quakes.
0: Yes, this is another. I, I was thinking, man, this doesn't seem like there's much Earth news. But yes, there is. So there have been a total. I'm glad you got it because I got none. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I didn't until. I literally got, I literally got nothing. Man, well, there were in total since Saturday, this past Saturday, there have been over 1,400 earthquakes in the vicinity of that volcano that I talked about last week in Iceland. And so it's right in this right southern part of Iceland. There's this massive volcano. Here's a picture of it. And there have been 1,400 quakes since Saturday. Now, this was actually, this article was written Monday, the 24th of October. And so since yesterday, I'm not sure. I have to double check how many have happened since then. But when they wrote this article and posted it at 1013 GMT, so that's, I think that's like 2.13 in the morning here for me, that 200 had occurred since midnight. So over 200 earthquakes had occurred in in less than 10 hours when they did this article. So this is all happening in, I'm not going to try to pronounce these words because they're too difficult for me, but. But are they? But are they? Myrdoskugul. Hey, you said it. I probably just cursed somebody
1: out in Icelandic. I don't know, but. Hey, what that means is volleyball by the lava flow. That's what that means. Doesn't look like there's many
0: areas over there to actually do that with. Oh, check that out. These are some pretty wild photos. I didn't see these before.
1: Well, you were holding out. Well, you were holding out for the show. Thanks,
0: bro. I was holding out for the show. Well, hey, that's, uh, that's Earth news. There's a lot happening in the sun, moon, and stars, always. We could spend a lot of time on that. There's also these earthquakes. I did see one on France recently about some massive, crazy weather that's happening over there. But... I figured, you know what? We talk about those storms a lot. And I'm thinking, we'll add some earthquakes this time and a volcano and some other stuff. All right. So, DJ, you got this one for Wars of Rumors of Wars. Whoa. Whoa.
1: Whoa. whoa. <laughs> Dan said he was going to create a reel on Instagram <laughs> with all the things I say. <laughs> so, So... Anyway, uh, hey, have fun at my expense. I'm okay with that. I'm good. I'm jotting some notes. All right, so getting back. So, focus, focus. So, back to focusing China's armed forces recruiting dozens of British military pilots in threat of UK interest. Isn't that a double negative? Yeah, so that caught my eye. Then it's like, okay, so now the recruiting. Yeah, I mean, you, these are high-skilled pilots. And so now China's recruiting them to teach their their own military. And uh, they're paying them quite well, very well, 200, 240,000 pounds. That's crazy. So, again, China is reaching out wherever they can and attempting to buy the expertise for whatever their agenda is. And then possibly go and use it against the countries that these people have come from. Hey, you also posted this one up there. I thought this was pretty crazy too. Well, I'll just read the, the title. Putin doubles down on Ukraine invasion with declaration of martial law. So what does that mean? That means that the military is fully in charge of all governing bodies for a period of time. It could be indefinite, could be a short period of time. What I picked up in this is that it's escalating that, hey, nobody's going to be in charge except the military is is really where they're headed. And uh, obviously, over the last, what, year, this has been back and forth between Ukraine and Russia and Some of it we know is propaganda, some of it's real, some of it is posturing. So again, wars and rumors of war, this falls in that category. So there's actually things definitely going on. And then the threat of we're going to do this back and forth, not only in those countries, uh, but those uh, in that article, that's definitely a posturing as well. Well, there's also the, a massive rumor of war
0: that said, and I, uh, I think you may have posted this one, or I'm, I don't know who did, but Russia warns Israel that lethal aid to Ukraine will destroy all ties. In other words, there's some massive threat that Russia could potentially be given, be giving to Israel and saying, if you do anything to aid Ukraine, we're no longer friends. Right. That's a pretty big rumor of war right there, because as we know in scripture, Ezekiel 38 and 39. That And also in other areas that there's going to be a massive invasion coming down towards Israel from the north. And we already looked at the map. We know what's north of there. We know that Turkey is north of there. We know that Ukraine and Russia are all north of Israel. So, and that could include China and that could include other countries that are northeast even of Israel. But this is a, that was a pretty massive, massive piece of news right there. That actually happened last Monday
1: when that was posted. So we're a little slow on our news updates, is what you're saying? Uh, only on some of them. This one was yesterday. <laughs> this one was Ooh, yesterday. Woo. Russian video shows Tsunami Super Weapon claims one launch and there is no England anymore. So I read this article and it's basically a high-powered weapon, and a nuclear weapon, and what prompted some of this? Again, posturing. The former British Prime Minister Boris Boris Yeltsin, is that correct? Johnson. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Thanks. That's why you're the smartest man alive. So Boris had made some threats to Russia, like, "Hey, if you do these things, we'll we'll you know we'll do nuclear war. We'll claim nuclear war against you." So Russia basically saying, "Okay, you really want to go there?" because we've got more than you. So anyway, again, posturing, and then they have this weapon that can literally take out the whole country of England. Yeah, again, it's continuing to elevate. Whether it's going to happen, who knows? But there definitely continues to be a lot of talk about nuclear uh, weaponry and nuclear bombings uh, all across the globe with different countries. Well, as you can see
0: here, G.J., I think there's another one that you posted. Russia activated their forces that are trained to operate in radioactive contamination. So they have activated this force of people that are actually trained to take take cover in, the, in a situation like this and help out if there was any kind of nuclear or radioactive war. So whether that's a radiation, chemical, biological weapons, um, these are troops that are trained in how to help protect against that. So there, there's this continual wars and rumors of wars that are happening all the time. We probably could spend most of the show talking about them, including this one right here, which I was like,
1: man, that's actually uh, crazy. Why don't you go ahead and read that one, G.J.? I think you, I think you made may put.: those. IRAN warns CITIZENS TO LEAVE UKRAINE AFTER U.S. ACCUSES IT OF AIDING RUSSIA IN WAR. So again <laughs> another country so now US and Iran which Iran is where Dan Iran is almost it's northeast of Israel Thank you very much So all these countries we believe are going to be part of the the war the Gog and Magog war that comes from the north that Dan was just talking about and so when these countries become in the news it's like there's it's adding credence to what's going on in that area of the world and then how it impacts or could impact negatively to israel and then of course this is you know us is is taking some shots as well well the iranian defense
0: minister came out and was quoted as saying, due to the military escalation in Ukraine, all Iranians are strongly advised to refrain from traveling to Ukraine. Also, Iranians living in Ukraine are advised to leave the country, and I quote, for their own safety, unquote. So it's very, very clear that uh, Iran, who has strong ties with China, has strong ties with Russia, strong ties with Syria, and I know that Turkey has been involved in quite a few things over there with him. There are, it seems to me that they, that these alliances are working to protect themselves and each other. So, again, another thing to look for, look not look forward to, but look to as signs of what's coming. Any other thoughts on that, GDA? Because there's, we mentioned that uh, massive weapon, but there's, I wanted to kind of say a little bit more about that because I have this little video here that's, I'm not sure if it's actually... uh, No, this I know what this is. This is right at the top of the video. This is a test fire of a hypersonic Zircon cruise missile from a frigate ship outside the coast of Russia. So let's just take a look at that. They not only have the capabilities of sending a hypersonic weapon into space to get to where it needs to go, but they can shoot it from a frigate ship. So... That's a pretty strong showing of power right there. What, don't you think there, GJ?
1: Well, as you said, the absolutely. And then, as you said, the escalation is happening with all these different countries. So where there's smoke, there's fire. And even though some of these things are, you know, it's a test or we're doing exercises. I mean, it's all converging at such a level of global, global escalation. And it's like we're approaching the precipice of something's going to happen, something's going, you know, something's got to give one way or the other. And when you take all these countries with the economics, the political, the religious, you know, all the different things that are, you know, these countries stand upon and how they're being affected positive and negatively. And there's that convergence and there's that uncertainty. A lot of times countries or people, people will do certain things when the, they're being pushed in, in, a, in a direction. And so it's like these countries are being pushed a little bit, so we're, we're going to flex our muscles and, and show, hey, don't mess with us. So, as again, it's just continued posturing. Yeah,
0: no doubt about it. Well, I saw this article this morning, and I thought, man, I got to – we definitely got to talk about this. We have some people that definitely listen to us that are very interested in some of the other signs that are not negative, per se, but that they do point to the end times and the tribulation period. One of those is the third temple. Now that's a hotly contested issue. I think in a lot of theological circles with a lot of scholars. So I'm not going to get into any kind of contest contest there with that, but I will say that there is a third temple that's discussed in the, in in the tribulation during revelation, the book of revelation. And there have been talks that have been going on for years about how Quickly, they could build one when it goes up, what is the sign of that? When does that happen during the tribulation? But what we do know for certain is that the person who sets himself up as the antichrist, that we've talked about many times on the show, and we can talk a little bit more about at another later date, will not only allow the Jewish people to build that temple, but he will also desecrate that temple by sacrificing what's called the abomination that causes desolation. so it's like the height of a slap in the face to God, the true God, of the disdain that the Antichrist has against Him. Now we know that that's Lucifer himself. Uh, in my as well, I know, I believe that it's Lucifer himself possessing the Antichrist and causing these things to happen. But this person will set it up. Now, why is this? Why am I talking about that with this? Well, because just recently, last Thursday, there were six hundred Levites that gathered together, six hundred men that are being trained in priestly duties, and they they actually rehearse a service. So there's a little video here I wanted to pop in there to kind of show you. So the idea is to bring back the singing of the Levites and to renew it. And I don't know about you, but Whatever issues you have, and whatever things you think about men, women singing, and why, and why there wouldn't be any women Levites in the in the priesthood, it's not what we're here to debate. I would just tell you that I've I've been at a new YouTube GJ. You've been in a room when you've heard a few thousand men singing praises to God, and how powerful that is. And I can only imagine that if there's these 600 guys, which we're of course hearing it from a video, that that could be a very powerful thing. And we also know in Revelation, I wasn't going to be talking about this, but I might as well throw it in there, that there are, from the tribes of Israel, there are 144,000 evangelists during the tribulation period that are released on this planet to evangelize and talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ, because they recognize and realize that he is the one and only true Messiah. So could this all be connected? Possibly. I think it's definitely something that we need to keep our eye on. But I always like to talk about this when I see something like this because well because you can cuz i can right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to give a little bit more uh clarification here is the levites in the old testament they were the they covered all the priestly duties of each of the you know the jewish temples and um <clears throat> so that was their role and so i find that i mean there's definitely something here because Okay, now the Levites are... And today, it's like, yeah, hey, well, that was old. And today's society is like, hey, now we're going back to the roots. And I don't I don't know if they've maintained that all, all through time. I, I don't know this. Uh, Dan probably knows because he's the smartest man alive. However, the 600 Levite men that are there, that are practicing, there's definitely something there. And why now? So why now? And then it, they were all of the Levite heritage, which is one of the 12 tribes, the one of the original 12 tribes. And if I said anything incorrect, please correct me, Dan, because you're the expert theologian on the show, not me. No, you did great. You did
0: fantastic. You can read all throughout scripture about why this is significant. And uh, you can read through what's, what's called the Hallel service. Uh, that you can find in psalms 113 to 118 and when there are major or even minor festivals as it says here in this article that's they actually still perform that kind of a thing that kind of a service during the major or minor festivals now you we, we just came off of a pretty massive i would call it a holiday or a holy day the high holy days uh, with the jewish new year and then the two other events that follow right after that within a few days and it's we just have to keep our eyes on this because when we look at Moses and Aaron and how they are the, oh, wow, my wife just sent me a text because she knows we're, we're live right now. She said, Malaysia dissolved <laughs> their parliament. No, she just did. She sent me little notes of news. Malaysia dissolved their parliament last week. So that that's also very interesting. Oh, by the way, we didn't mention this, but I'll just scoot over here now since my wife texted that. UK is going through some massive leadership changes. Were you look at can you speak to that a little bit, G.J.? What just happened? There was another well, what?
1: Bo- Boris Johnson. <laughs> Boris Johnson. <laughs> not Boris Yeltsin. <laughs> I don't know where my mind was. So Boris Johnson was a prime minister up until a few months ago. Then they had some lady take charge. She lasted six weeks. I don't know what's up with that. She stepped down over the last week or 10 days. Now they have another guy that has, uh, and I forget his name, he's now going to be the new prime minister for, for the UK. So three of them (laughs) within, you know, two months, you know, the ones old ones stepping down. And so there's definitely something going on. So one thing we talked about on the show, there's a lot of shaking going on, whether it's in earthquakes, whether it's an earth news. I mean, we had a major hurricane here in in Florida recently. Uh, By the way, one of our good friends that lives in Southern Cal, just south of Orange County, I believe, had a major earthquake. And their whole, like they have like the bathtub and then they have the glass, you know, the sliding door to get in and out of the shower. That whole thing just, the whole thing shattered from the earthquake. So I don't know what other damage went on. So there's a lot of shaking going on around the world. There's a lot of posturing. There's a lot of convergence going on. And why is this important? Because God is, is basically saying, wake up, pay attention. Are you ready? And if you're not ready, you better get ready. You better be ready. And I mean, obviously, we talk about this all the time. And so the, these are all signs. And some of them are le- legitimate to prophecy. Some of them are just, you know, daily things that happen. However, we know God is in control, and God, whether we believe that or not, God really is going to control, and a lot of times we think man's in control, and if man is in control, God's allowing man to do that. I think a lot of times we forget this. So with all that, with all this said, it's time to pay attention because convergence is happening on all fronts, and all this shaking's going on. So it's happening in the political realm, there at the U.K., We've got different countries that are having different economic and political upheaval uh, as well. We've got our own challenges here in our own country, which we won't talk about.
2: <laughs>
1: and, and, you know, you can even go to any fake news and, and now hear about a lot of the craziness that's going on as well. So you can only keep it under wraps for so long. So God is shaking in all fronts. And this is the... 5783 in the Jewish calendar. So we just start moved into the year 5783. As Dan just said, we just had the Jewish holidays, which is the start of the new year, which is an end of September. In prophecy of 5783, it's a year of exposure. So it's exposing a lot of truths and it's going to expose a lot of false things that are happening. So if you're living in living the undercover, Believe me, it's going to be exposed at some point. And there's people that are watching. Hey, they're doing so, You're doing something. You're, you know, you've been living a life that, hey, you just don't know how to break free of it. God can help you break free of this. And God will anoint you. And God will give you grace. And God will cover you. God has a life for you. And He promised a, a a life for you. And even though it may be hard and tough, which we all have that to some degree some more than others, God is there for you. And with all these things that are happening, the shaking and the convergence, it's time to be ready. It's time to be discernful because it's like what's real, what's not real. I mean, videos, you can put a video now and Photoshop it and, or green screen it or AI it, and it looks just as real as what you're seeing here.
0: Well, there is, uh, that, that's all part of our leading up to the tribulation. And uh, I do have a message about the throne of God, the wonder of the throne of God, and we'll get to it in a minute. But there's two other pieces of news and are things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> this is uh, pretty interesting there. What do you say? Oh, yeah. I'm like, really? A plant-based steak. Well, first of all, I have a good friend. Really, I, I love this guy. I'm a good friend, but you know he's he had to go to uh, plant-based stuff and, and vegan because there's some issues to have. He had with health. Obviously, that's not the issue. I don't have any issue with that. But when the whole Impossible Burger came out, and I thought, what in the world? You know, it's plant-based. So then, I, then all these other jokes started to happen. Like, hey, what do vegetarians or vegans uh, do to help make themselves feel better about not eating steak? Well. Here you have it. They make one that looks like a steak. <laughs> it's actually, and I'm thinking, why? What? what is it? What is that? Anyway, that's a whole other joke altogether. But I, I will tell you this that Paul in Romans actually does say, hey, if you don't eat meat, it's okay. Don't hold it against the person that does. If you do eat meat, don't hold it against a person that does not, right? There's all in Romans chapter thir- uh, 14. In any event, will you eat a plant-based steak after seeing how a 3D printer builds one? And I'm like, I have to show this video. It just was too crazy. Steak. So this is a 3D printer. That was a 3D printer that was actually making a steak. And you can see that there's this right here that is, it's sped up for us to show how they make it. Then they pop it off, then they cut it up, and it's supposed to look like a steak. But see how, how all the process goes through this? This is, this is what we're coming to, everyone. We're coming to manufacturing our food so that we, for some reason, can eat things that are more processed than natural. Just saying. I just thought that was something that made me go. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a confession here, Dan. The burgers that you're talking about were plant-based. I actually, uh, we actually bought some last year, and we used them. There was two types. One was not very good. One was really good. It was really good. After seeing that photo and video made by a 3D printer, <laughs> just, I'm like, there's, your clue. <laughs> there's your clue. I will <laughs> never, I will never eat any of that. I'm like now. Then me and Alita were actually having this conversation. It's like, okay, what other stuff are we eating that we're like, we we have no idea. I mean, we all eat it, or most of us anyway, are eating foods. We have no idea what's in them. We have no idea how it's made. And I think if we knew, we would be appalled uh, on so many levels. And um, I'm just like, after seeing that, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to eat. I sure as heck don't want to eat. The three D printer version. <laughs> I mean, here's the deal.
0: Anybody that's watching, we we love you. You can eat whatever you want. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. It's very. Clear. If you if you feel any conviction about it, that's fine. Don't eat it. Don't you know whatever. But I, that is something that makes me go hmm. And the other thing that makes me go hmm is what you posted about our our good friend who I have never met before, Laura Logan. So should I play this, GJ? I think we should. I think we should play this.
1: Wow. Okay. End Chat. You can always find us. End I'll just cover over. I'll, I'll just I post this, but I didn't realize we'd be talking about it. Well, play it, play it. What we'll is play? it. What we'll is play? it. Right out of, right out of the playbook. The right out of the socialist
2: playbook. You divide and conquer. You don't tell what? them your intent. You get people to come in. You get your useful idiots. Those of us who are, paying lie, for these lie. people to have all these luxuries and they lie about yeah. it yeah. how's it end well bad it, end? <laughs> it ends badly for some um, okay so on a serious note um you know people of all faiths have said to me that this is a spiritual battle i am a firm and solid and immovable believer in god And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. So um, if you follow the Bible or if you follow the Quran or you follow uh, the Book of Mormon, you know, people talk in various different ways about the end times. And if you fight for God, God will fight for you. But people final, humanity thought, of humanity... Final thought, though. I have, I have to ask you this, because my, my audience is, is very God-fearing, God-loving, etc. Final thought, only a couple of seconds, please. Um, does, is God okay with a closed border? It's much bigger than that. God believes that in, in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these uh, people who are his stooges and his, and his uh, servants. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us. You know, No Harari and, and all the rest of them at the world, Economic forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches, and that while they dine uh, on the dead children. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people, right? They're not yeah. going to win. They're not going to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it. to I love the immovable. Immovable. I like that
0: word. Well, I just I'll now. Here's a funny thing. I hear an echo now coming from your side of the screen when I'm talking. Right at the very moment where we're playing this, the software does what we were talking about last week.
1: All right, so let's talk about what we're. So everybody's aware. So we're asking for prayer. So right now, anytime we're we're moving into things leading up to the tribulation or our message. We start to have audio issues and, or, or even some of it was the Bible when I was flipping the pages. So we, so we are praying so right now in the name of Jesus, you're in control. Move on out, Satan. That's right. Name of Jesus. Move on out. Move on out. Cause the, cause the peeps want to hear this.
0: Absolutely. i tell you what. What we can do technologically is—is is maybe potentially we could just mute your mic while I'm talking about this, so that we don't get that interference. That might actually help. Uh, sometimes you're
1: saying you're saying from the time the intro video is ended to now, mute myself. <laughs> no, i just he just
0: muted himself. Look at that. Hey, but look, there's no echo, and we can move. We can do this, and then I'll be like, I'll, I'll cue you. So you can do, they can come back on. But this is, here's the deal, guys. We've been battling with this for the last several weeks. Right now. Right now. And we've been battling this for the last several weeks. Actually, even longer than that, where right around a certain time of the show, we start talking about the message and about the hope of of Christ. There's static that comes in. And then there was a massive echo that happened last week even. And uh, GJ's mom even shared it. And so we were, we're, it's happening right now. It was just actually happening. So let me get into this message uh, because
1: mom is now part of our tech support team. Hey, Ms.
0: Reynolds, I am so grateful for you. All right, so you, if you saw the description of the post today, you know that we're going to talk about the wonder of the throne of God. And we actually can see this in Revelation chapter 4. Last week, we talked about Revelation chapter one, 4, verse 1. And now we're going to try to touch through a couple more verses of Revelation 4. What is, I mean, if you think about the throne of God, and if you walk into, let's just pick, put this, put your, uh, put your imagination hats on, or whatever you do to, to close your eyes, whatever you got to do to imagine this, what an incredible sight it must have been for John to be placed into the throne room of God and the wonder of it. And as we read it today, we are still amazed at the description of this throne of God in heaven. Honestly, human words completely inadequate. But unfortunately, that's all I've got for you today, so it's going to have to do. So they are. They are only, these words, these human words are only our means of understanding what God wants us to convey or wants to convey to us about heaven. The word behold in that scripture, Revelation 4, verse 2, suggests the need to pay, to, to pay attention to what's about to be said and described. It deserves our alertness and our attention. Attention. This is how you say attention in sign language. Boom. There's two hands straight down. Pay attention. That's what, that's what John's saying when he says behold. These verses in Revelation 4 organized around four prepositional phrases concerning the throne of God. The first one is, verse 2, on the throne. The, th- the second one is around the throne. The third one is from the throne. And the f- fourth one is before the throne. But first, before we even talk about any of those, we need to talk about who is on the throne. And it says the one on the throne is the Lord God Almighty. That's verse 8. The Lord who created all things, that's verse 11 in chapter 4. John is immediately affected by his appearance, what was like a jasper and a sardius stone. The word like signals a simile likeness in appearance, but not the same as. God is not a stone, obviously. His appearance to John was like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. The, star- the sardius stone is named after the city of sardis which we talked about it's one of the letters where beautiful red stones have been found most liken this stone to a blood red ruby now together and in conjunction with the rainbow around the throne they create an incredible dazzling impression of transcendent glory so that's who was on the throne that's god That's lord god almighty now what was around the throne there are three things depicted around the throne there's a rainbow There's 24 elders, and there's four living creatures. Now, why would there be a rainbow around the throne of God? Well, first of all, I want to say this. The rainbow has gone through a lot of controversy over the last 20 or 30 years. But the rainbow was something that God set in the sky. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 13, he said, I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. This covenant made with Noah and his family is the promise that God will never again destroy all humanity with a flood. The rainbow is a sign of that covenant. It's a visible evidence that God will be faithful to the terms of that promise. And he has kept that promise for thousands of years. The other thing about this is that God is totally reliable in what he says. And in Second Peter chapter 3, it reminds us that God will destroy the world once again, but not with a flood, It'll be with fire. So that's why I believe God puts the rainbow there. It is a sign around his throne of a constant promise that he will not destroy the earth again with a flood, but he does say he he will destroy it again with fire. The second thing that we see around the throne are the 24 elders. Now, the identification of this group in heaven is a major factor in one's view of the rapture of the church, okay? If the 24 elders represent church age believers in heaven, And if the number of them represents the completed body of Christ in heaven, then church-age believers will not go through the tribulation on earth, but will be in heaven during that time. That's one thought. In Revelation chapter 4, we learn the following about this unique group of people. Number one, they are called elders. Number two, they're sitting on 24 thrones. And number three, they're clothed in white robes. And then number four, they have crowns of gold on their heads. Now, in both Jewish and Christian history, elders refer to the key leadership of the congregation. They are the the decision makers, the authorities for the people of God, and they are to represent the people before the Lord and to carry out the Lord's will among his people. In the history of Israel, the priest played an important role in the worship. We just saw that, by the way, when we talked about the 600 Levites during that service. And of the worship of the people and in representing the people before God. In the New Testament church, all believers are, quote, priests, and the leadership rests in the hands of the elders. So that's why I think it's important to, to note. It's more likely that a reference to elders in Revelation refers to church leadership than to the leadership of the nation of Israel. Now, this seems especially appropriate in that we have just completed a look at the seven letters to the seven churches. Israel was not a part of that vision, though she will be a factor, a major factor later in the book of Revelation, okay? An important footnote, by the way, to the identity of the elders is a remark made in Revelation chapter 7. One of the elders inquires as to the identity of the great multitude who come out of the tribulation. And it says, uh, we, we, we can note, obviously, the great multitude of believers in the tribulation period are not to be identified with the 24 elders. In addition, Quote, all the angels, Revelation 7, 11, of God are distinguished from the elders. So the elders cannot refer to either the great multitude who come out of the tribulation or to the angels. Now, it's also difficult to see how the 24 elders could represent the completed nation of Israel. Since Revelation 7 speaks of that 144,000 Jewish uh, people on earth during the tribulation, and Revelation 12 speaks of the nation's persecution by Satan during the tribulation period, as do many of the prophets in the Old Testament. The only completed group of God's creatures left, excluding Israel, angels, and the great multitude to come out of the tribulation, is the church. They're not mentioned as being on earth during the tribulation. It was to the church in Philadelphia that the Lord promised, because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also will keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Now, I've probably at this point piqued a lot of people's interest and maybe even upset a few people about talking about when the tribulation is going to happen, when the rapture is going to happen, or if the rapture happens at all. Look, I'm not going to get involved in meaningless debates with you, but I do want to talk about does the number 24 indicate a completed body? The Bible is the best source of understanding isolated words, verses, and passages found within its own pages. Does the number 24 appear elsewhere? Well, it does. In 1 Chronicles 24, we have a listing of the divisions of priests who come from the line of Aaron. His son, Eliezer, had 16 heads of priestly families, and his son, Ithamar, had 8. That's in First Chronicles 24, 7-18. And that passage names each of the 24 divisions and indicate that they were to serve in the temple according to this order or listing. The musicians are organized in a similar fashion in 1 Chronicles 25. Those who are highly skilled in music, number 288. Their time for service in the temple was based on the order listed in 1 Chronicles 25, 9 through 31, which included 24 divisions of singers to match the 24 divisions of priests. That's a lot of information I know, but this is really important for everybody to try to understand. The number 24 when used of the priests and singers represents the whole nation of Israel. It is not speculation, therefore, to suggest that the 24 elders represent a completed body of people in heaven while the tribulation is happening on earth. Now in Daniel chapter 12, one through three, it is quite clear in teaching the resurrection of Old Testament believers at the end of the tribulation period. In addition to Old Testament believers, those who become believers during the tribulation period and are killed during that time will be resurrected at the end of the tribulation. All of which presents us with the problem of the 24 elders in heaven during the tribulation on earth. For these elders are clothed in white robes indicating that their resurrection has already taken place. So, perhaps the most important key for identifying these elders is found in the description of them in Revelation 4.4. As we noted earlier, these 24 elders sit on thrones, are clothed in white robes, and have crowns of gold on their heads. And it's incredibly fascinating to read in the letters to the seven churches that these are the promises given to the overcomers. They will sit on thrones, clothed in white robes, wearing crowns of gold. So we can draw a conclusion, right? And this is all we're doing. We're just drawing a conclusion that the 24 elders represented the completed body of Christ, the church, including all believers, both Jewish and Gentile, from the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter two until the potential rapture of the church symbolized. By Revelation four verse one, clearly preceding the great tribulation on earth. Now we have not gone to such great lengths on this show yet to describe what we just described to you, but that is the reason why GJ and I both believe that the rapture will happen before the great tribulation. Now I'm sure that many of you out there could have a lot of other arguments otherwise, and I'm not. I don't want to get into that debate with anyone, because the the bottom line is is are you ready? No matter what happens, are you ready? Now. The last thing we have to talk about is, what about the four living creatures? Okay, this is the last thing I'll talk about, and then we're going to have to close it out with some prayer. And GJ, you can wrap this up for us, especially with Papa Reynolds. What about the four living creatures? These creatures are mentioned several times in Revelation and are associated with the worship of God, Revelation 4.9, 5.8, 5, 5.11, 5.14. And they are also the ones who speak to John about the first four seal judgments in which four horsemen and horses are pictured in Revelation 6, 2 through 8. These four living creatures are mentioned in the book of Ezekiel 12 times in the first 10 chapters. And Ezekiel ten twenty, clearly identifies the living creatures as cherubim. The appearance of these four living creatures is likened to a lion, a calf, or an ox, a man, and an eagle. The word like expresses a similarity in appearance and should not be regarded literally. These four characterizations are the same as those in Ezekiel 1.10, and it's difficult to really decipher their meaning. Some of the viewpoints expressed by various scholars include that these are the angels that have characteristics of four living creatures. It pictures Jesus Christ as seen in the four gospels, but that's very difficult to prove. It illustrates the attributes of God, a majesty, strength, intelligence, and sovereignty, or it reminds us of Israel's encampment around the temple. Their tents were pitched in in the order which placed Judah the lion first, the first of three tribes on one side, Ephraim the ox on one side, Reuben man on the one side, and Dan the eagle on another side. Interesting, but again, difficult to prove. What I will say is, is that the first view seems the most likely. There is a sense in which these angels represent all the angels of God. They hold a unique position in relation to the throne of God. Now, while the While all the angels are, quote, around the throne, Revelation 5.11, the four living creatures are said to be, quote, in the midst of the throne and around the throne. That's Revelation 4.6. Because of what they say, Revelation 4.8, and praising God's holiness, we are reminded of the angels of Isaiah 6 called the seraphim. It really is fascinating to read in the Isaiah account that these angels were standing above the throne of God constantly praising God for his holiness, his power, and his preeminence. And in one sense, we can describe these four living creatures as the worship leaders of heaven, inspiring, inspiring by their words and actions all of heaven's residents to pour out their worship toward the one who sits on the throne. Imagine the wonder of the throne of God in that moment. The statement that these creatures are full of eyes around and within is suggestive, of the omniscience of the one who sits on the throne. When I say the one, it's capital O, the one who sits on the throne. They do his bidding with a deep awareness of his desire and plan. They also do not rest day or night, which is a reminder that God never sleeps or slumbers. He is constantly working out his plan, making decisions in heaven and earth that will bring all things to a grand climax and fulfillment, demonstrating that he is worshiped and praised, forever and ever there's a lot there now i have a lot more to talk about next week and uh we can we can uh work on that next week gj take it from here what do you got
1: well thank you for the very good training a couple things that my dad oh papa noted in chapter four by the way i've got some strange things going on with my computer right now the overall power illumination of God's love and vibrance is is beyond what we can even imagine as humans until we experience it. What does that mean for us? We have a lot of good things to look forward to. And then I thought that somebody's running around with an MTB hat, so I don't know if he's going to have his gold crown. I'm just saying. But you will. You will. So God bless whoever's got the MTB hat down in Dallas. Now, for those that are listening or watching right now, you know, we we talk about it over and over and over, is are you ready? Are you ready? And we don't know the time, and as Dan said, the tribulation. There's a lot of different perspectives on it. Here's what I know. It's going to happen. It's just a matter of when it does it happen and how does it formally happen and some of the things that line up and what is that timetable? We just know there's such a convergence. We, we're getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And then when you have all these people from diff, that aren't even of the Christian world talking about biblical, talking about you know, the end times in a way that it's, it's converging as well, there's another sign. So it doesn't matter when, that, when it happens because we could all just get hit by a bus today and, and all this doesn't really matter. What does matter is is your eternal soul. So are you sure? Are you ready? Do you want to be ready? And then those that say, Hey, I am ready. I've committed to Jesus, but I've drifted off the narrow path. Hey, come on back. God wants you back. It's just like a parent. Hey, you did you messed up. Come on back. And then are you going to turn away from your whatever you did to get off the path? It's really that simple. I know it's harder. To do it because I've lived it myself. So wherever you're at in your life, what do you got, what do you have to do? So one is you're asking for forgiveness for whatever sins that you've committed or are committing. Um, you're asking for Jesus to come into your heart. You're asking for forgiveness <clears> of <throat> everything that you've done, and that God will live in your heart, and then that's going to change you, and then you're going to refrain from the old and start stepping in the new. And I know for some to say, like, hey, I don't know if that's possible. It is possible. It may not be an instantaneously pivot in, in your actions and behaviors. It is a process. However, God will immediately give you love, give you grace, and show you a different path. All you have to do is be open and be ready. And, uh, you know, Dan and I are living of, of having to do that ourselves and I can tell you this, I'm more convicted today, especially with all the craziness and all the unknowns, you know. And, uh, you know, Dan's not getting any younger. So, you know, he's not 30 anymore. <laughs> no, I'm not. So to me, it's like we always got to be ready. So I'm going to lead you in prayer. Father, we come to you today. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for everybody that's watching. We thank you for everybody that's listening. And anybody that is watching and listening right now, God is talking to you right now because you wouldn't have made it this far if God wasn't working in your life right now. Uh, so So we ask for forgiveness. We ask for forgiveness of any of our sins. We ask for you to come into our heart. We recognize that you are the Lord and Savior. We recognize that you're the only way through Jesus to get to you, the Father. So we thank you for this. We thank you for turning our hearts from a hardened heart to a brand new heart so that we can live abundantly in you for all eternity. In Jesus' name, I pray.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: By the way, I know I was on mute the whole time. No, you were not.
0: (laughs) Come on, man. That was good stuff. Well, if you are out there right now and you prayed that prayer, we want to get you connected to Christ even deeper. Go to endtimes.chat. You can go to that salvation page where down at the end, uh, we've scrolled down. You can click on the, the uh, find out more about that and find out a little bit more about what this means. And we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to connect with you guys. So next week, come on, come on. We're going to be here, Lord willing, if he doesn't come back by then. But if we're booted, endtimes.chat. <laughs>
2: endtimes.chat.
0: By the way, that's another one of G.J.'s things. Boop. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. We love you. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with G.J. and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.